Hi, and welcome back to the show. Today, I am joined by Piyash Alam. He is the VP of Marketing for Wing Assistant. We caught up with them about seven months ago, and they have been seeing some fantastic growth. They're also really diving deep into this whole AI revolution. They are building new tools, new systems, new services to cater to this interest in the AI thing. So it's really amazing to catch up with Piash and to hear their growth and to hear their angles, their approaches in terms of AI and building services that will help their clients build their own businesses instead of necessarily just providing like a staffing solution. So really great conversation with Piash. As always, if you want any of the show notes, go to outsourceaccelerator.com slash podcast. Enjoy. This podcast is brought to you by Outsource Accelerator. We are the world's leading outsourcing marketplace and advisory. We help big and small businesses with their outsourcing needs, and we can help you too. We cover everything from offshore business and staffing strategy, optimal outsourcing structures, implementations, and fully managed services. If you are already outsourcing, about to start, or are somewhere in between, then we can ensure that you get the best from outsourcing. That's the best prices, best terms, and of course, the best results from your offshore operations. The Outsource Accelerator Marketplace now covers over 3,000 outsourcing firms, representing a global workforce of over 5 million people. We also host this leading outsourcing podcast, publish inside outsourcing, and have over 15,000 pages of content on the site. Because we span the entire market, we can ensure that you get the best deal possible. Get in touch today. Visit us at outsourceaccelerator.com slash quote. Also, if you find this podcast interesting or valuable, please share it. We have now produced hundreds of episodes featuring the outsourcing world's most prominent luminaries. Please show your support by sharing this podcast today. So Piyash, Wing Assistant has been on the show before, so it's great to have Wing Assistant back and you're joining us for the first time. Really excited to hear updates on Wing Assistant. And I think first, we're going to go deep into technology today and AI, everyone's talking about AI and how it's going to revolutionize the workforce. So certainly excited for that and also to get updates on how Wing Assistant is doing. Piyash, just for those that didn't join us in the previous episode, give us the elevator pitch of what Wing Assistant is and where it fits in the market. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Derek. Um, so Roland did join um, your call, um, your show before, and um, I've heard uh, great feedback and review from him. Um, so since then, I think it has been about seven, eight months when the last episode with, with Roland aired. 
And since then, we have done, I would say, pretty well. We have grown a bit. Although we have been experiencing a lot of like setback in terms of industry situation or like economic situations, but we have been very persistent and we have been, I'm, I'm happy to say that we have been able to grow and expand into quite a f- few interesting new areas. And of course, Outsource Accelerator, you have been a great partner to us. We still work with you and overall it has gone great. And for listeners who uh, may not wing, may not know wing. So we are one of the largest talent as a service providers in the world. We currently employ about 2000 assistants across the globe and our app operations are, our client markets are based in pretty much everywhere. We're biggest in the U.S., but we also have very significant client base in Canada, in Australia, in the United Kingdom, and also in Europe. And we are kind of a full-service talent service. So we help people basically come to us with their needs. And once we learn them, we would get started. And within five to seven to, at best, 10 days, we will get them the assistance that they want specialized in whatever skill or requirement that they have for their operations and business. So, nice. yeah, uh, thank, that's, you. Um, thank you. So, so, to un- so to break that down a little bit, you, you mentioned a lot of stuff. I, I just want to dig deeper on a few of those. You mentioned um, economic times have changed. They certainly have since we spoke. And, you know, the economy has generally gone through a pretty tough time. Certainly in the tech sector, um, there's a lot of pullback. And from my conversations with Roland, he came out of Berkeley very sort of techie, had VC funding. And so it's. I want to really discuss that. You also mentioned that you're expanding into new areas, which I want to discuss. And you mentioned 2,000 staff. So congratulations. That's great. Amazing, amazing growth. So let's start with that. Like, uh, How have times changed? Like, What have you seen in, in the market? You see sort of companies pulling back. What are you seeing on the ground? So I think uh, right now, as the economic situation stand, from a client perspective, I think we are seeing some of our like small businesses, right? Like we have always served them. They kind of form form a very integral part of the overall outsourcing industry. So these client base, these audience base, I think they, they have struggled a bit, at least in the last few months. And we were hearing about new objections or new problems that they are trying to solve under current situation. Okay, But otherwise, we have also noticed a lot of like additional demand from large scale, large scale um, organizations. Right. And some of them over the last few years, not just now, I think there is an increased intent in in availing flexible talent solutions about companies. And as a result, there were a lot of additional volume that we saw coming from those sort of sectors, especially larger companies who are trying to outsource large operations, large departments, right? So it was a mix of right. both. So, yeah. so let's just summarize that. With, with the smaller clients, you are seeing weakness or you're seeing renewed strength? And then from the bigger companies, they're wanting more flexible staff. Is that is that what you're saying? Yes. Yes. So with smaller companies, with smaller businesses, I think the demand is slightly weaker now, as many of them might be struggling a bit with the economic situation. But good thing is, I think lately it it has been, it has looked better, I think. 
Cool. And what about, you know, I mean, you're not solely based in the Valley and the tech kind of environment, but has the drop in funding and availability of funding impacted your clientele? Like, are you noticing people having to cut costs or because they're having to cut costs, are they maybe more inclined to outsource? Like, how, how have you seen people reflecting on on that? So we have seen both. Okay. So obviously for slightly larger operations, the incentive to outsource, right, considering replacing traditional hiring models, for them, it's much larger in their balance sheets. They are seeing an obvious direct impact when they are considering outsourcing. Okay. Versus very small teams, let's say a mom and pop shop, right? Running an e-commerce store, they have two staffs to basically look at fulfillment, customer support, communication with suppliers and everything. So companies like this, these very small operations, I feel that they have struggled a bit over the last few months, but lately it has started picking up, I think. Got it, got it. And so you said you have been expanding lines of business. Have, have you been sort of increasing or, or varying the kind of services that you offer? How has that gone? I, li- I like to keep abreast of how people are evolving their business to market demand. Absolutely. So <clears throat> I think with um, changing times, there's naturally a lot of like a uh, uh, lot of new opportunities that are being introduced by people trying to innovate and people trying to find unique solutions to existing problems. Okay. And there has been a pretty big advent in AI over like since since the launch of ChatGPT. The interest in AI have kind of exploded. I think in this sector, right, where we are working with human services, the interest that we hear from people about AI, it's phenomenal. In the past, the people who wouldn't have very clear idea, let alone, let's say, thinking about how to implement AI in their business, right? These people have started becoming very active here and they have started asking good questions. What if I try to solve this very complicated part of my um, operations or this very tedious part of my operations? Um, What if I try to solve it with AI? So I think these things, like there has been increased interest from clients, of course, which has given this a lot of impetus, but we, we have been also able to identify a few areas where we can actually have a solution which is heavily focused or based on AI. There's significant savings in cash for clients. And now we launch a service that a client can avail that they couldn't in the past, right? So I think um, we have identified a few different solutions um, or a few different areas where we make a complete new type of service accessible to some small businesses. So, and okay, so yeah. just to summarize that then, so this, the new sort of service evolution is basically leveraging the recent AI explosion, yeah, and you're able to get more efficiency out of the existing staffing, getting them to do more complex tasks for your clients because of the automation. So what sort of, what are the really low-hanging fruit? What And how do clients engage with these? Do you sell them sort of as services on top? Are they additional costs? Or is it just empowering the existing staff to be more productive? How do you work those in? 
So the easy start uh, was to uh, produce apps and solutions that or software that clients can use right away. And there has been a lot of like good development across the industry, right? From the very like ChatGPT, a very like core tool, to advanced tools which which enable like a very core service. So uh, what I've seen is that there are services in content generation, image creation, right? Many many sorts of basic service, but to yeah. apply them at a more advanced level. Um, I think that's what's like. I'll mention one example. For example, like if you're in content marketing, there are a lot of like great tools like Jasper, like ChatGPT, like Grammarly. Grammarly 2 has one right now. So there's these tools in the market, but the human resources who would work with those tools to generate the end results, articles you can publish on your website, in your blogs, right? Articles you can publish in your white paper. This is slightly missing. And this is where we want to operate. Right. Um, but how do you, because I have a big team and I'm encouraging them to use all of these tools. Now, Wing Assistant is a human services, professional services firm. You're not a Silicon Valley, you know, tech SaaS firm. And so is it up to you to build these tools or, or are you just leveraging the tools out there? Because there's been tremendous investment into AI and there's a ton of startups, literally thousands of startups in the AI space. So I assume it's up to your business to just sort of find the good tools out there and make sure that they're being utilized, yeah, as opposed to, or are you looking to build all of your own tools from the ground up? Exactly what you said uh, for the first option. So there are actually a lot of good tools and clients already have them very often, right? And they now want someone who can make use or utilize those tools to produce the end work. So this is where we come in. I think there is a large gap here, like uh, having human resources who are capable or trained to use these now very new, very advanced new tools, right? And I think uh, we can easily start adding value there. Right, uh, right. And to kind of extend on it, <clears throat> there are obviously ways to make the whole process better, right? So clients have access to really great, let's say, sales apps, sales tools, sales AI software that they have, okay? And we can leverage all of those tools to build a very AI-enabled lead generation process, lead training process. We can plug outreach systems out of the box, right? And then what they receive, for example, is warm leads at the end of the uh, process where they can now readily jump into those. Okay. So think of it like maybe this is one where we, we have a design service where we replace the cold calling, cold outreach process with a very largely AI-driven process. And at the end of it, they just start receiving much warmer leads. Okay? And right now, having a sales process like that established, if you have a sales team, it's kind of costly. Okay, But I think with aggressive utilization of AI, this can be packaged into a price that a very small agency, a very small farm can tap into. Okay, and have like a sales process built for themselves. So these are the type of things we are thinking about right now. Right. But, and then how do you, 
incorporate that into your service provision? Because are you then pricing that separately? Is Because there are agencies, there are digital agencies, there are marketing agencies, there are sales development agencies that build those funnels. And while it's not rocket science, they're, they're complex and they take a lot of fine tuning to get right. Whereas again, you're a staffing agency. So are you providing, is that sort of free or is that on top? Is that a service on top, on top of the staffing or is it just guidance? How, how do you marry the two of providing the full-time staff that are going to use that machine that you've built and then actually the building of the machine? Excellent. Excellent question, Derek. So like everyone else, we do provide the staffs, right? If you want a sales scholar, if you want a, if you want a sales development rep, you can come to us and you can actually go to one of our competitors. Many of us are probably doing great work there. And it costs a certain amount. Let's say it probably costs, let's say, $2,500, $3,000 a month to have a really competent SDR working for you, okay? And then if you want to have a, let's say, full cycle sales team, right? You're probably looking at, like, even with outsourcing, with a lower cost setup, you are looking into a setup where you are into, like, five figures, okay? And as a result, a, a, a department like that, a solution like that, very dedicated to sales, many companies cannot just afford it or get into it. They do they do have a, like other channels that they use to grow their business, but they don't have a sales team where they have SDRs, mm -hmm. callers, AEs working for them to bring in new clients. Right? So how now, does it how does it work with Wing Assistant then? Now <clears throat> we are actually looking to launch very low price services, okay, under thousand dollars at the five hundred dollar range maybe, okay, where you have a strong outreach setup build and implement it for you, okay? So that's the sort of disruption we're looking into. Break it down to a level where an entire new audience can actually access certain services. They don't do them now. They will do it now because the cost has reached their ballpark, okay? So I think that's actually disruption, okay? And this is what we're trying to do with some of our new services. Right. Interesting. So to break that down a little bit, if you charge 500 US dollars, I assume it's not a full-time dedicated staff member. You are, what you're actually doing is moving away from becoming from a staffing agency in terms of, you know, I'm going to place Janet here full-time to do that job. And actually you're becoming a sort of service delivery organization and the delivery is then I'm going to deliver you 50 leads a month or whatever. Is is that right? So it's the, the sort of emphasis is moving away from the staffing to the solution. Yes. Yes. And I wouldn't I wouldn't say moving away. Okay. You can still avail all of our regular services. You can have that SDR, you can have that A. Okay. But these are going to be packaged into into kind of few like I've been focusing on the AI assistant human aspect of this service. So these are actually humans. They are no longer dedicated. And actually, we'll have small desks serving a large number of clients. Okay, We have all the experts, right? So because this is heavily managed, right? So we have all the experts, the needed automation, the needed external software, 
there are actually going to be an integration of multiple software, some built at our end, some built externally, and all of these come together to have like the volume. The promise is somewhat we are going to package them in a manner that if you had a dedicated staff working for you, the amount of results that you used to get through a system like that, our package, the package that we plan now, they will get you a similar number of results, amount of results, but for an uh, for a disruptively low price, right? So they are no longer dedicated stuff. It's a desk. It's kind of a small mini agency we maintain in-house, right? And it is basically helped by a, a very competent software team and automation solution that gets all of this rolling. Right, right. Well done, well done. You are seeing incredible growth in terms of staffing and, you know, you're at 2,000 seats now and there's a clear pathway, you know, if you catch up with Accenture with 750,000 seats, there's plenty of staffing. Would it be sensible just to carry on with the staffing route, do you think, and, you know, see if you can get from 2,000 to 10,000 to 50,000 to 100,000 or... Do you feel that you the, the technology play is now so much more relevant and important or you just want to take both angles? So the truth is, Derek, um, the sort of growth the outsourcing industry has been experiencing over the last few years, um, it is not going anywhere. Okay, the natural, like without like take off AI and everything else, like outsourcing is set to grow at an aggressive pace anyway. Um, and the sort of volume like you benchmark with Accenture, okay, I think these are totally doable and achievable for many, many serious companies who want to basically do this at a very, very professional level, very, very high standard level. Okay, so moving away won't be an option for us because there's just so much natural and organic growth in this sector anyway. Okay. But I feel that while we are working here, there's a lot of, lot of growth, a lot of new innovations that are coming to the market and they're readily disrupting the way all companies work. Okay. The innovation cycle has has increased a lot since pandemic hit in 2020. Like since then, especially recruitment, work as a whole, outsourcing, all of these has changed. And I think we, many other companies in the market, like our peers, they would also feel the same way. Like we feel very bullish about the market. It seems a lot of work will keep coming here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, ultimately, what you're talking about is B2B services. And as long as businesses are fundamentally the aggregation of, you know, all gross production, and so every business needs services. And so there's no end to that stuff, you know, and also employment. Like I believe employment is the biggest TAM in the world because everyone's employed and every business needs employees and also employees are extremely expensive. So if you are in the employment game, it is a huge TAM. And, you know, what I see with outsourcing is, you know, people see the TAM as, well, there's only so many call center requirements and call center agents. But I think Wing Assistant is very well demonstrating that it's not just 
call centers, it's about staff augmentation and it's about global employment. And there is literally no limit to that. And to some degree, you could add another sort of 40 to 100 million offshore staff uh, into the system without any sort of let up over the next kind of couple of decades. So huge, huge growth potential. But then also in business services, there's a lot of potential. You know, if you can solve companies' lead generation requirements or sales requirements or system requirements, then of course there's, there's massive demand for that as well. So that's, it's interesting. It's interesting. And with Wing Assistant then, who is, because these tools are amazing, these AI, the Jasper, the, you know, chat GPT, but, and, but they need to be plugged in and pe- and processes need to be built and there needs to be kind of an architect of these systems. So is that you doing that? Are there people in Wing that are really just in the sort of R&D lab that are building out these processes that then become like a productized service to sell? Yeah, so for so when we talked about writing, we currently have a standalone writing tool called Wing AI Writer. We haven't started selling it standalone, but it could be bought standalone, for example, because we did all of this work and we feel like the tool could possibly be used by like external clients, right? But we have the tool, right? But the tool was designed in a way that it would be used by a wing assistant, a wing content marketing assistant. Okay. In the past, we used to have the Wing Content Marketing Assistant, right? And they, but they were good content writers. They would be good at editing, handling content management system that you use, right? All the regular tasks. And then you might have external tools that you use or your assistant users to make, to do their work better. Okay. Versus now, Bob, you could still have all of your setup, but we have the Wing AI writer that the assistant would be able to like refer to or use anytime that they want, apart from like doing all the regular tasks that they did in the past, right? So this is kind of a simplistic solution. <clears throat> the content right uh, content part, right? Where we have an app that is designed to completely help an existing staff that you could possibly have. Okay, and this is very close to launch, or it has it's it has been launched on a limited basis within our existing client base. Okay, now very soon we're going to launch a new service in this area, which is going to be desk based and going to be priced at the 500, 600 level. Okay, and with that one, what you'd have is you'd have basically end results. The software setup will be there. There will be set up to learn about you, your company, your blog, and other information that you want to produce, right? And at our end, we'll maintain editors, moderators, content checkers, right? To make very aggressive scale, scaled use of AI generation tools. And they will go through heavy moderating, heavy editing to make sure the end results are completely like high standard articles that people can publish on their blogs and can even expect ranking out of them, right? So that's what is go- what is the next level, and that's going to be our immediate next play. Just to kind of put this under a uh, sample, like example type of uh, situation. Yeah. Well done. Yeah, that's really exciting, and and it's great to see, you know, 
an outsourcing firm so proactive in embracing this new technology? Because I think many people are just kind of wait and see, like, let's watch it. Let's utilize the tools. Not, But it looks like you're really sort of jumping in with both feet, which is really commendable and uh, would love to keep track and see how you go with that. In terms of the... You know, the, the angle with Wing Assistant, and I'm on your website, and a, a lot of the angle is towards virtual assistants, and that's a particular sort of angle of the market. Do you offer mostly virtual assistants, or do you also offer full staffing? For example, if someone wants a qualified accountant, if someone wants an architect, if someone wants a web developer, do you extend into specialized roles? Yeah. So if you're on our website and if you uh, take the cursor on services, um, you'd see a pretty large list actually where we have defined all of these roles and created specific landing pages and like specific pricing that people could refer to to get started with us. With Wing Assistant, what happens is if you want a bookkeeping assistant, if you want a customer service representative, if you want a graphic designer, okay, as long as you can put a name to these roles, we have specialized, very focused services in all of these areas, okay? At the end of the day, actually, like, they're no longer virtual assistants. They're just assistants or they're just employees, all of them, even the virtual assistants, okay? But obviously, in the industry, virtual assistant have turned out to be a very popular term, and clients actually come come or find different solutions. Like they're kind of thinking about, I need a virtual assistant who is good at bookkeeping, or I need a virtual assistant who will help me with graphic design, right? So we definitely see a lot of demand focused around this stuff, virtual assistant, on search, on ads, on pretty much everything. So that's why our homepage kind of gears, like our focuses on this world. But truth is, we're definitely going in the direction where like you are not you are not thinking about getting, you just have employees who work remotely, right? Or you just have employees who uh, work virtually, but they are just like any of your other employees, okay? And the virtual mm-hmm. aspect term, um, <clears throat> it's not that useful from my perspective. It's mostly talking to the clients who um, are more used to this term. Yeah, I mean, I, I think virtual assistance appeals to a certain segment of the market. I you know, I, I just can't imagine Mark Zuckerberg at Facebook saying, let's go and get 10,000 virtual assistants to run Facebook, whereas they might say, let's get 5,000 people offshore to manage our sort of content moderation. Let's get 300 people in sort of server and infrastructure management. Let's get 50 developers and then let's get 25 uh, accountants for the AP process. You know what I mean? So I don't know if it's more the smaller end of the market that says I need a virtual assistant. Um, Whereas when there's more mature companies, they're actually saying, look, I need these employees to do these functions. But it's good that you do, you know, you do cater to all of those services. Yeah. Yeah. So how I would like to think about this is like we, we get the eyes on us with this term virtual assistant and when they reach us, they get to know that, okay, it's not like just virtual assistant. They potentially could fulfill a lot of different roles, right? And we want to uh, basically appeal there. Like we could possibly build a whole team for you okay? as mm-hmm. long as you are ready. We can do it. And we are seeing a lot more interest in this area. Okay, we are actually building 
end-to-end teams or full like full departments for companies nowadays, more of them, like much more than we used to do in the past. Yeah, yeah. And I think that is that's the ideal evolution, you know. If it's all of the solopreneurs and the sort of Tim Ferriss uh, alumni that are looking for VAs, then I think it's a very limited market. Whereas if in the mid-market where there's proper businesses requiring proper staff with proper qualifications doing proper roles, then you expand it more easily because they see it work with some bookkeepers, accountants, and then they want it to spread across the organization. So it's really powerful. With your staffing, do you typically offer, do you have office facilities or is everyone remote? How do you go with that whole journey? Right now, we do not um, have any office facilities in any of our employee markets. Uh, This is something we have thought about. And I think on a test basis, uh, we're going to uh, maybe do it in one of the African markets. Uh, But when we build the service, from the start, we, we kind of wanted to keep it completely remote, where people can basically work from their home and have all the features or facilities needed to get them working on a regular daily basis. Mm-hmm. I think we have been lucky there because nowadays, the last three, four, five years, internet connectivity have improved a lot in the developing world. Okay, People have access to like good, good, good laptops, good desktops, like the devices that they would naturally have at home. They're much more powerful nowadays. Okay, There has been a lot of like improvement in software uh, for example, during the pandemic, people kind of embraced something like Zoom and many people across the world didn't really have an idea that like a Zoom-like experience, which is much smoother than all the like traditional um, experience in the past, like, could exist, right? And they, mm-hmm. when they found out about it, they embraced them. So right now, I think the traditional setup where you'd have call centers, okay, where you'd have large office and you'd call your employee seats, Okay, so I think that approach doesn't have to be the most basic approach anymore. Okay, because that setup, it has kind of become a bit redundant over time. Okay, and going forward, I think, so for example, I'm a remote employee for my company. Okay, I live in Canada. My my company is based in the US, right? The way I'm seen just as a regular employee, I think it's possible for everyone across the world to be seen like that by their employers or people who they work for. It is amazing, isn't it? And I I think that's the overriding narrative that certainly I'm trying to get through is global employment is so possible now. And before there used to be so much friction and difficulty in working with people kind of over the internet. But now it is seamless and it's so natural and it's so easy and there's incredible tools and software uh, that just enable this And, and actually you know, through COVID and other things, it's now becoming a default. Like people prefer to uh, chat on Slack and um, meet on Zoom instead of going into offices. So it opens up this massive potential of global employment, which is just incredible. And I come back and, to uh, that the, it can be a massive TAM of literally tens or hundreds of millions of people. But anyway, you're yeah. going to say? I'm not sure if Roland talked about this in his meeting, but what we have also done at our end, we have built a very, very useful platform, okay? Kind of um, task, we call it the Wing Workspace app, 
Okay. So we basically have a platform that you get by default as a client. Okay. And it includes many of these basic tools that would help you like do remote work or online work better. So it has a built-in chat system. You can use to communicate with your assistant. It has a task board. It can store passwords. It can store your files. It has a built-in screen recording app that you can use to quickly record tutorial or training videos. Okay. And all of these features or tools when they come together <clears throat> they could potentially replace or if you don't have them basically augment your experience remote work experience a lot and what we have found that at the end of the day all of these like something like slack something like trello these are very well known but at the end of the day people don't get to use them all or have access to them like all the time right versus when we do all of these as a ready setup it helps people more and they can sometimes immediately elevate their experience without a lot of um, input from the virtual assistants. Okay. So I think this is also an area where not just us, I think all of us could do to help our client clients better, basically make better use of technology and basically make better use of existing software capabilities to enhance the experience of a client so that with remote, they're not missing a lot. Okay, it's, it starts or it keeps getting as close to a real-time, like regular in-house employee experience that they could potentially get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's amazing. And there's just so much, so, so much we can all work on and this can progress so far. And one uh, um, of my concerns is when it gets so easy to employ people internationally and you just need to look at the last 10 years. Like 10 years ago, it was really kind of complicated and really such a foreign concept. And now, you know, I think most people are kind of in that headspace and they kind of understand how it all clicks together. In another 10 years, do you think that people will need intermediaries to enable offshore employment? Do you think that because people don't generally use intermediaries when employing locally? Okay, and so do you think once all of this friction of international employment has been removed, do you think that that will remove the need for intermediaries, such as, well, the outsourcing industry? I think intermediaries will be like less needed, of course. And of course, employers will be able to completely work directly with employees. And intermediaries, if they want to stay relevant, they have to keep upping their game. They have to keep improving and they have to do things that are extra. Okay. They have to add value to the process to stay relevant. Otherwise, 10 years from now, I do not think anyone would be looking at the intermediaries um, as the gateway to access high quality offshore talent. Mm. Yeah, I think that's very pressing. It's people need to continue adding value, don't they? And so it's finding those layers of value that can be contributed towards this employer-employee relationship. And that's critical. And, you know, obviously just talking to you, you guys are really investing a hell of a lot of resources into those value-add layers and adding those services on top to, to continue with the value proposition. Well done. My gosh. And what are you thinking for the next five years? Are you, have you got your set eyes set on five or 10,000 people or are you looking for more of these technology solutions where your staffing might not necessarily grow that much? So 
Ideally, I think if we stick to the traditional route, I think 3,000, 5,000 numbers like these are probably natural targets. But if we are able to participate in the disruptive new world of AI and machine learning and enhanced automation and make them kind of make products and services that help people in those areas. Um, with a target like that, I think um, the universe is much larger, much, much larger. Um, and yeah, um, I, I think we are also seeing some of our peers, some other companies do like really great work in these areas. And for them, it's kind of a blue ocean, I think. Like they can just like, they have to just stick with what clients need and then they will sell a lot. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting concept, isn't it? Because it, with, with staffing, there's kind of this, you know, you go from 2,000 to, to 10,000 and your revenues sort of increase proportionally. But with technology or AI, maybe the ambition is to 10x your revenues but do that not with 2,000 staff, but 200 staff or two staff. You know, ideally, ideally, if you could have sort of $100 million revenue with just two staff, that's the ideal, isn't it? But it's, it's kind of the so, balance of, of the technology versus yeah. the people. We're looking at a balance because at the end of the day, we actually want to employ, get as many people employed across the globe as possible. And the services we're developing when we talked about AI, actually our focus, if you noticed it, our focus wasn't at replacing human workers. Okay, Our focus, like if the things that we do, if we do them successfully, we're going to employ many more human workers than we can potentially do now. And that's basically where it's heading. Okay, Hopefully we do great work, launch services that are accessible by many. And as a result, we'll also be able to employ many. So that's our focus. We are not really looking at complete human replacement at any of our service levels right now. Got it. That's a sigh of relief for a few years <laughs> at least. So thank you so much. Of course, I encourage people to reach out, to have a conversation and to see how you can really transform their employment, but also their processes. How can they get in touch? So we have a very useful website, lots of information on it, pricing, anything that they want to know about. Most things are readily available on the website. It's wingassistant.com, W-I-N-G-A-S-S-I-S-T-A-N-T.com. And they could possibly email me directly. The email is piash at getwingapp.com. So it's P-I-A-S-H, piash at getwingapp.com. That was Piyash Alam. He is the VP of Marketing from Wing Assistant. As always, if you're on any of the show notes, go to outsourceaccelerator.com slash podcast. And if you want to email us, then just send us an email to ask at outsourceaccelerator.com. See you next time.